When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sterling Holmes with Fansided, joined now by a three-time Super Bowl champion, NFL all-time leading rusher, most rushing touchdowns in NFL history. Pretty sure if I went through the entire list of his accolades, the intro would take the entire interview. Emmett Smith. Emmett, how are you? I'm good. How about you, Sterling? I'm doing great. It's a great, great day. Almost the start of the NFL season. But before we get into that, you're doing a really fun campaign with Pepsi. Can you talk about this a little bit? Yeah, uh, I joined forces with Pepsi along with a slew of other uh, professional athletes, retired professional athletes, Tom Brady, um, uh, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, uh, Dan Marino, Josh Allen. Uh, you know, we all uh, doing this commercial called Unretirement. Uh, and so it's us watching the game, enjoying some of our favorite snacks, which is obviously Frito-Lay products and uh, chips. Doritos, you name it, my favorite happened to be Mountain Dew the drink along with uh, my Cheetos. But we're sitting around just reminiscing and watching the game and thinking about, man, we should come out of retirement and go join this game. Why not? And we think about it. We go out on the football field and we quickly realize it is not the smartest thing to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so with that said, we, we come out. Of, it, went, it was short lived. We experienced it. Don't want to do it no more. We appreciate the side of sitting on the sideline, enjoying these snacks, and watching the game from afar. That's <laughs> where we are. And that's where I'm at today. <laughs> Is there still a part of you, though, if you were back in your prime, do you wish you would have played in today's era a little more pass happy? You were a great pass catcher in your own right. You're a great pass protector. Maybe a few less hits. Would you, well, would you prefer well, that? I don't know. I mean, I mean, when you win three Super Bowls doing the things that we've done, why would I want to throw the ball all over the place? I mean, at the end of the day, you don't become the all-time leader rusher by catching passes. <laughs> well, I guess that brings me to the next point here is in today's NFL, there, there's been such a change. It was originally all about the running backs. You guys were the focal point of the offense. And now you're seeing this transition to quarterbacks, passing the ball, wide receivers, and you're seeing running backs, their value. They're not getting paid what they think that they are worth. What do you think the disconnect is between the running backs themselves, the, the organizations, the teams, the analytics, the underneath analytics talking about, you know, the, the value of passing is there. 
but it's still not played on a spreadsheet. It's played on the gridiron. Can you talk right. a little bit about this? Well, I think I think the game itself is acquiescing to, uh, like you said, the stats, uh, not only stats, but the analytics. I think uh, for the most part, when you look at the game of football, it is it has adjusted or it has gravitated to more pass happy, pass happy football league. Uh, unfortunately, for the running backs, um, that does that that takes the ball out of our hands. But the only reason why it's a pass happy league is because you have guys like Patrick Mahomes who can throw the ball 45, 50 times a game, and everybody think that their quarterback can do the same thing. And the reality of the fact is your quarterback may not even be the caliber of a Patrick Mahomes. And that includes a guy like Kyler Murray who can throw the ball quite a bit. But at the same time, the accuracy, the precision that's required to be that good requires a lot of other things. And so my thing is this. If you want to devalue the running back position, take us out on third down. Put a defensive, put a put an offensive lineman in the backfield, let him extra offensive lineman in the backfield, let him pick up the blisters and just call us in when we want us to run, when you want us to run the football. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not my job now to be blocking on third down. It's my yeah. job to even make myself available in the passing game so I can get the ball and do what I need to do and then go from there. But uh, I just think that the National League has done the running back position a disservice, and uh, and it's playing out before everyone eyes. Now, I'm going to just say this. When the shoe flips, don't disrespect the running back position because you're not going to always have the great Patrick Mahomes playing the quarterback position or a guy like a Jalen Hurts or a guy like a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees or a Russell Wilson or or these guys or even – well, even the kid out of out of Cincinnati, Joe Burrows. I mean, you're not going to always have those guys. And so when the game flips back over to the running back position, which it will do, Ooh. then treat us with respect and don't disrespect that position. If you do it now, it's going to come back to bite you sooner or later. The game is always cyclical. It always goes in waves. As you mentioned, eventually the running back position and running the football, you guarantee it's going to come back at some point. What I find a little fascinating and interesting is it seems like the Raiders. They don't have a, a Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a Joe Burrow. And yet, yet they're, they're playing fun. hardball with their running back. They're playing hardball. You're seeing it with the, the Indianapolis Colts, with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's been phenomenal. They have a rookie quarterback now that they're going to start. And you would think that would make sense to pay Jonathan Taylor. You have a quarterback, the, the, the guy that gets paid the most on a rookie deal. It just it has to be so frustrating in your shoes watching this play out. It is frustrating because at the end of the day, you absolutely you just touched on two key teams that have quarterbacks. And even down in Houston, they don't have that guy yet. But when you start looking at what the running back and the running game can do for a young player, it normally buys them time to even be developed into great quarterbacks. And so, but when you take the running game and treat the running back the way you are doing it, um, then you put you make you forcing that that quarterback to grow up quickly, and and that's what they're doing. So to all young quarterbacks, you got to come in ready to play. And the game begins between the ears. Ninety percent of the game is mental; the other ten percent is physical. Everybody comes in with some kind of physical capabilities of doing something. But the thing that separates all of us is really our our mental capacity, mental uh, acrim to be able to understand the game, learn the offense fairly quickly, pick up blisses and all those kind of things, making yourself 
more valuable. And in the running back position, what I would say to any running back, to any team, the best ability is availability. And that's been a part of the problem also for running backs is not been healthy. When you look back into the days in which I played, Barry and all of us, you never saw us tapping out. You never saw me tapping my helmet. Tell me I need a break. I mean, I had to be 35 to me I need a break after 25 carries. And if it was that close and that critical of a game, then I never came out. That is not what's happening right now. That could be because the league has made adjustments to the concussions. We don't know how much that's playing a role or even the financial aspect of what running backs are supposed to get paid since we're getting hit the most. So uh, it's a combination of a number of different things that we have to go beyond the numbers to really understand what the league is trying to get accomplished. I honestly believe the league is catering to fantasy football lovers because they want to have more points. I think they're also catering to the simple fact that uh, if fantasy football love it, we're going to try to change the game into a John Madden video game. And now they want that to happen because you have all the analytics that says do this and do that. And um, and that's what the game is is starting to go to, which is watering down the National Football League. It's not, it's not turning into a complete game or complete team sport from that perspective. Yeah, I think you're actually seeing it across all sports. Baseball with the three true outcomes, you're seeing that analytics, while it might give the team the best chance to win on it's not the most appeasing. I don't think eventually fans, they might start turning away saying, okay, NBA, it's just three points and dunks. Baseball, home runs, strikeout and walks. And football, you're just throwing the ball. I do want to bring something up here with, with Josh Jacobs. So he reported to camp. Jonathan Taylor, still not yet, right? And then, for example, not a running back, but Chris Jones, he has still yet to report. You missed two games. You held out two games in 1993. What does that ramping up period look like if, when you miss training camp, you miss OTAs, you miss a couple of the regular season games? What is the, the difference, those first few games back? What do you have to do to get back in game shape? Well, at that point, <laughs> you just got to get some carries. And, and, and you got to get, you got to get broken into the system. And the one thing that I appreciated that the Cowboys did for me when I came back there, uh, I didn't start right away. Derek Lassick actually started. And, and I came back with a slightly strained hamstring because I was training in Florida and I strained my hamstring. So uh, they slowly broke me back into the lineup. But once I got back into the lineup, uh, that very first game back, I had probably five or six carries. I didn't have a whole lot of carries, but I, I got some game, game uh, experience, some hits and so forth, which was also helpful. But as the weeks went on, my workload increased. And once it increased, I was on a complete mission to catch up because I was behind by two games. And I wanted to lead the league in rushing again because I wanted our team to go back to the Super Bowl. And so and I think that's what young players will have to do. Come into the game, come into the season in shape. Don't come into training camp trying to get into shape. And I think that's just the difference between the mentality of approaches that we see in young players to this day. Yeah. I think fans always expect players to take a pay cut. They're, they're not the one putting their bodies on the line, but they're a fan of a team and they want to celebrate the Super Bowl, right? But you have been the right. perfect example of you have the rings, you, you, you held out until you got the money that you deserved. Can you explain to fans the finite life of an NFL player and why I think it behooves them 
I think you guys, I think some of the running backs are doing the correct thing, getting what they deserve. Because if you're taking in all these hits and you might be done by 28, what are you doing post-life, post-NFL? So can you talk about this a little bit? Well, at the end of the day, I think any fan has to look at it from their standpoint, which they are looking at it from their standpoint. When you go into your boss and you want to pay raise, and you've earned it, you want to get the fair share amount that you think you can get from your boss. And that's from any organization. And as a football player, when your contract is up and you perform at a level that you've been capable of performing and you've helped the team and you're a valuable asset to the team, not only on the football field, but even in the doggone, uh, in the pro shop when you're selling jerseys and so forth. And um, and your popularity is there to help drive seats, uh, butts and seats. When that is happening, now you're benefiting that team overall. Not everybody has that capability. And so you don't ask quarterbacks to take a pay cut um, <laughs> when they're throwing seven to nine or 10 or 12 interceptions in one season and, and, and fumbling the ball and all those kind of things. You don't ask a quarterback to take a pay cut. So why would you ask any other player to take a pay cut? And if you're an employee and you miss, you're working 52, 52 weeks out of the year and you got your vacation time and you get sick, <laughs> and your paycheck still comes, <laughs> you don't want to go to the owner and say, oh, no, I'll take this money back because I didn't work these days. You don't want to do that, do you? So at the end of the day, I think everybody, you cannot compare apples to oranges and oranges to peaches. Everybody's at different levels. and But everybody wants somewhat the same thing. And the most important thing that I think most people want is to be treated fairly and to be treated with respect. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, one more thing. The thing with PepsiCo is, is so fun. If anyone out there has not seen this, make sure you go into the commercial. It's going to be released. It's really fun. It's um, hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, you you out there huffing. Was it was it Jerry Rice asking for a Pepsi from the fan? It, it's, yeah. it's really good. I, I love finishing this with a, a Mount Rushmore. A Mount Rushmore of the four best running backs in your mind in NFL history. Who's on there? Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, and myself. I love it. I love it. It's funny. When you ask these, these players from the 90s and 2000s, I love the answers they give. You give some of these newer guys some questions like this. I feel like they don't always have the, the wherewithal, the respect to the guys that laid the ground before them. So right. I love the fact that you're giving credit and credence to some of the guys that came before you, the respect there. I, I think it's uh, it's always really, really cool. And I think that's the difference between us and a lot of the young players. That's one reason why we appreciate the game and respect the game and for what the game is and how the game has evolved is, is because we've embraced that position in its totality. Uh, there's no Jim Brown. There's no Emma Smith without a Jim Brown or Walter Payton. There's no Barry Sanders without a Walter Payton or Jim Brown. Jim Brown, uh, uh, God bless his soul, uh, set the foundation, even in a time when when football was not as popular for African-Americans to break into. And he was one of the first pioneers to, to, to do that. And so without, without him doing what he was doing, what he did, I don't know if the pathway would have been as, as clear cut for guys like myself. Three-time Super Bowl champion, MVP, 
the best running back in NFL history, and now he's an actor with Pepsi. Uh, Emmett Smith, Emmett, really appreciate the time, my man. All right, man, enjoy football this weekend. Will do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.